Hey, how's it going? It's Steve Durr, and I'm here today with my friend, Sandicelli. Say hey, Sandicelli. Hello. Sandicelli is a senior at uh, West Michigan Christian, and today we're going to read from Genesis chapter 9, 18 through 29. So take us away. Thank you, Pastor Steve. The sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. From these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground, and he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine he had made, and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. He lived 950 years, and then he died. Wow. Good job. So this is kind of a weird story. Am I right? Yes. Yes, it kind of <laughs> so is. So it's one of these stories, you know, you come across in Genesis, and you kind of scratch your head, and you're like, what in the world is this about? And what can I say about it, right? So let's just recap the story real quick uh, that Sandicelli just read. You've got Noah and his boys. They're off the ark. They're getting busy now to repopulate the earth. They've been given a covenant, a plan from God, promises of God, direction from God, purpose from God. And uh, Noah, he plants a vineyard. He makes wine. He gets naked in his tent, drunk. And uh, that necessarily at that time, this, this text isn't necessarily saying that's a bad thing. That's not the point of this. But he's in a position where he is out of it. And he's naked. It's kind of indecent. And one of his sons, Ham, the father of Canaan, comes in, sees him naked. Uh, there's some different speculation on what's going on there. A lot of people have thought uh, that uh, it's not just that he saw his father naked. There's some symbolism here that could be seen. Uh, anything from, uh, from Ham making a pass at Noah's wife, uh, as weird as that may seem, to castration of Noah. It's just all over the board. Long story short, we don't know really what happened. But what we do know is that Ham either willfully or unwillfully was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And Noah wakes up and he finds out his son had this indecent moment of seeing him and, uh, and tells his brothers, Shem and Japheth, uh, about it. And they go respectfully and cover their father. Noah wakes up, finds out, like I said, curses, not Ham, curses his son, Canaan, and then blesses Shem and blesses Japheth. So that's kind of where we're at. And then he lives to be 950 years old. How would you like to live to be 950 years old? That would be, that would be kind of cool, but <laughs> yeah, you'd probably <laughs> see a, a lot, lot of different years. things, right? <laughs> see a lot, lot of, of things. So for you, Sandicelli, as you as you read this, as you heard this story, 
for you, what was kind of meaningful for you or um, what was kind of something that you felt like God was pointing out to you from this? Yeah, thank you, Pastor Steve. So for me, one of the pinpoints moments that I read from this text was when uh, Shem and Japheth covered uh, Noah with a blanket. And so to me, there, there are symbolisms to that. Um, when uh, Noah was naked, that could kind of symbolize, you know, in today's world, people who are lost, people who are confused, people who are in darkness, or people who do not have a relationship with God because they are not covered by his righteousness, but yet they live in sin. And Shem and Japheth, that could symbolize people who are sent by God uh, to preach the gospel. And so the blanket could be that moment of salvation when a person says yes to God, and that could mean a person being covered by the blanket of righteousness or um, the blanket of belonging to the family of Christ. Mm. And um, that could, you know, prevent us from being naked and lost, but yet be in the light of Christ that he has called us to be, and better yet, that he wants us to be in. So that's like a moment of grace and love that Shem and Japheth shown uh, to uh, his father Noah, although he was asleep. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, the, how they respected him. Yeah. You know, they had a lot of respect for him. It would have been easy to, you know, make fun of your dad, right? Or mm -hmm. do whatever, or, or, or join in with Ham, uh, kind of having a laugh at his father's expense. But, um, but that act of um, honor, uh, covering the shame of Noah, um, is, is really meaningful. And I kind of like how you said that, though, like how you see in this story kind of a picture of how in our lives we can find ourselves um, lost mm -hmm. in confusion, uh, in a stupor, um, unaware of even our our sin maybe or whatever. So we're in need of God and how, how Jesus, through what he did on the cross, covers us with his forgiveness yeah. in life. So I like that. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It, what, do you find that encouraging to you? Why, why, is, why do you feel like that's important to hear? Yeah, I guess it is. For me, it's very important to hear because, you know, even in the beginning, the fall of man, it was in their choice um, to eat from the apple of the knowledge of good and evil. But yet God gives us chance over another chance, over another chance um, to come to his grace. And he welcomes us with wide open arms. And you yeah. can probably see that through the word of God. Uh, when Jesus goes around healing people and people asking for healing. Um, that could not just, you know, when God comes up or Jesus comes up and heals people, that could not just mean physically, but that could also mean spiritually, as in the Bible when pe some people were healed and they wanted to follow Christ. So I guess I, I would see that important in a sense because of such grace and power and love um, that God has towards us that we do not even deserve. Yeah, that's so. good. That's good. And I think it's a good reminder for everyone listening, too, that, um, you know, uh, you may find yourself feeling maybe hopeless, but knowing that God loves us so much that he wants to come and cover us with his love and his truth and his grace and his forgiveness. So yeah. um, it's for everyone. That's a great reminder, Sandicelli. I think for me, too, uh, just from this text, what's kind of interesting, just as like a side note, is... Um, uh, to know who the descendants of these boys are. So Ham has a son named Canaan, and he's got some others as well. But, but what's interesting is Noah curses Canaan, not Ham, Canaan, 
Well, no, what's interesting, have you ever heard the the name Canaan before? Have you yes, ever heard that? I might have heard, yeah, the promised land, right? Yeah, the promised land, right. So the Canaanites, or those who lived in Canaan, this is the place where Israel, God had promised them this land, but the Canaanites are living there, in that, that land of Canaan. And so what's going to happen is they're going to have to go in there and, and, and uh, take the land, the land that's been promised to them. And so now imagine... Uh, you're the nation of Israel and you're reading this story and you hear that Canaan has been cursed to be a lowly servant and has to serve Shem and Japheth. Do you know that Israel, the nation of Israel, comes from the land of, uh, or the, the, the lineage of Shem? And what happens, Noah says, may the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed and may Canaan be his servant. So now I want you to imagine it's, you know, hundreds of years into the future. The people of Israel are about to enter Cana, uh, the land of Canaan. And as they're going to enter into the land of Canaan, they know this story. And they hear these words from Noah. May Canaan be cursed. May the Lord, the God of Shem, that's the Israelites now, uh, be blessed. And, and speaking of God being blessed there, may Canaan be his servant. Um, and so what's, what's interesting here is that it would have given them a sense of, I think, confidence, maybe. I don't know, that, yeah. that somehow God was with them and was going to help them in this endeavor. So mm -hmm. that I just found fascinating a little bit as you trace that, and we'll hear more about that in the next coming days. So, But for now, um, I think I, I loved what you shared. And so let me uh, just have you kind of close off our time here, Sandicelli, by what would you say to someone today who would say, you know what, I feel like for me, I don't know if... You know, I've had my own uh, moments in life where I feel exposed. I feel vulnerable. I feel shame. I feel guilt. Um, and I just don't know if God could love someone like me. Um, what would you say to them today? Well, I guess uh, one of the simplest things I could say about that is um, that could probably uh, be a lie uh, that plays in your mind or a lie from the devil because there's no way that the Lord God could die on the cross not to forgive you. Hmm. Um, he died for guilt. He died for shame. He died for all, even, I guess, the nakedness, which shows uh, uh, being lost from God. Uh, he died for us all, you know, to come to repentance and know God. Even in First Peter, it does tell us about the word. Of, it does tell us about, um, you know, God wants us, uh, wants everybody to come to salvation or know right. uh, God or say something like that. Right. So I'll most definitely say that, yes, um, we are guilty of sin, but that does not mean that you do not have a chance to come um, back home into the light that Christ uh, has called us uh, through his death and resurrection. That's good. So that's I guess that's one of the things I might mention or say. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Sandicelli. Um And so today... Uh, you know, like I said, this this story is not your... Uh, there's a lot of stories that mean much to the people of Israel. And sometimes for them, it was more obvious than it is for us, you know, thousands of years later. But it is cool how God can speak through his word to us uh, as we understand what he's trying to say to his people, but also what he says to us through his spirit um, as we read his word. And so that was a good word today, Sandicelli. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you, Pastor. So um, let's uh, let's close in prayer. And Sandicelli, if you could just pray real quick for everybody that they'd have a great day and and send us off. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Jesus, uh, thank you for this day. 
Uh, thank you for your love and kindness and your grace and your mercy. Thank you for who you are. And I just pray that you may fill us with your Holy Spirit, God, through and through and every day of our lives. As hard as it is, my Father, to uh, go through life, I just pray that you may help us to have endurance, help us to have perseverance. Guide us, my Father, in this um, sinful world that we are walking through. Help us to realize the narrow path, as hard as it could be, God. Um, fill us with the Holy Spirit, which is the advocate you have sent to us. And I pray that you may keep us in step, and I pray that we may know who you are, God. Even through these podcasts, help us, Jesus, to learn more about you, and not just learn, but put into practice through actions. As your word tells us, God, um, faith without works is dead. So help us to continually do your work, God, um, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and help us to bear fruit, and fruit that will last. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, man. All right, you guys have a great rest of your day. We'll see you.